You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Today's edition is brought to you by TD Ameritrade, who's reinventing how you invest. Whether you want to place a trade on Facebook Messenger or get market news from your smart speaker, TD Ameritrade's technology is designed to bring the market to you. See what's new at tdameritrade.com innovation. The Future of Work, The Farm, by Charlie Jane Anders. News breaks like a rain cloud, or a daydream. Roy arrives at his desk just in time to claim the story. Rival militias started a gunfight at a federal water pipeline that they both wanted to steal from. Nine people dead, another 17 injured. Roy feels a bump of pleasure as he shifts from weary commuter to seasoned journalist. Digging into the bare-bones wire service report to turn it into an article, with quotes from law enforcement and details about both groups. The Clean Hands Militia say they just want to be left alone inside their walled-off commune. The Big Wheelers aim to destroy the government, and may have been trying to poison the Billings water supply. Roy files the piece, slugged, Militia Water Wars 0809X, and it goes to the farm for vetting. Less than 15 minutes later, the article is kicked back to Roy's desk covered with red marks. The farm has found fault with almost every word. Roy sighs. Once, the Daily Argus had fact-checkers, copy-editors, legal advisors. Those people are gone now, and in their place there's The Farm, a virtual machine populated with copies of a few trillion different bots. Some of the bots are highly sophisticated, picking up on any hint of ideological slant. Then they're the ones that get activated only if you mention a particular slogan, like hashtag castrate capitalism or hashtag restore American values. One particular bot has a tizzy any time an article mentions egg salad sandwiches. Every news article must avoid upsetting too many of them, because the Argus top brass believe they represent how readers, and other bots, will react in the real world. Every one of these red marks links to comments made by bots inside the farm. Many of the libertarian bots loathed Roy's article because he described the big wheelers as anti-government extremists. Several Lithuanian bots were roused by the word massacre. Pro-gun rights bots objected to the mention of fatal gunshots in the nut graf. While pro-ruling party bots had a freakout in several places because Roy noted that the government keeps changing its response to water shortages. 
Some environmentalist bots disputed the explanation of the water crisis in the second-to-last graph. Inside the farm, the bots are still screaming at each other, and spitting invective nobody will ever read. Nobody except Roy and other staffers, who can open a view tab and see a real-time feed of all the bots' discussion of his article. Irresponsible re-porting, says one bot called Guns for All. You can't steal water, BC, it's not a commodity, SMH, called Free Your Head. Breathe, Roy tells himself. He pokes at his keyboard, hoping its rows of lettered blocks somehow harbor the right words to convey what happened without upsetting the farm, and then he can go to lunch. Roy lives in a cube-shaped apartment, the same size and shape as 857,003 other units in the city that are all enrolled in the same exchange. Once in a while, his apartment relocates while he's asleep, to a better or worse neighborhood, depending on the current market bid for a placement in the nice part of town. Some days Roy opens his front door and sees broken bottles and syringes. Other times, he steps out into a neighborhood of florists and high-end coffee. This week, Roy's living in a trendy spot, dotted with parklets, so he can't help believing that everything is headed in the right direction. Okay, instead of shootout, let's say there was an exchange of gunfire. Strike the word massacre entirely, and also cut some of the wonky stuff about fluctuating water subsidies. In the graph where he'd written about the clashing ideologies of the two militias, Roy injects some antiseptic. The big wheelers are no longer militantly anti-government, but concerned about regulatory overreach. The evidence that the group tried to poison a city's water supply is replaced with the line, they had a cache of potentially toxic additives. An hour later, Roy sends his article back to the farm, clasping his hands in mock prayer. His chest scars are itching again, so he bites his tongue to distract himself. Maybe he'll grab lunch at that new Uzbek taco joint. The farm's reaction comes faster this time, with more yelling. A whole new cluster of bots is angry. Media jackass. The revised lead suggests that this situation is the result of -of out-of-control water demand from smart cities. Plus, Roy's new headline asks whether this is the first skirmish of the new water wars, and thus invokes Betteridge's law concerning yes-no questions, leading to jeers from the mob of Betteridge bots. Plus, all the bots who were pissed before are still pissed, and now they sent blood. Roy plunges into a third rewrite, this time staying as close as possible to the bare facts. What? Where? When? How? And a minimum of why? But there's nothing more guaranteed to whip the entire farm into a frenzy than a stark recitation of a sequence of events that makes it way too obvious who fired the first shot and the last. One bot shrieks that the B-Rain-Dead media is out to lunch when going to lunch is all Roy wants to do. After a fourth and fifth rewrite go down in flames, Roy finally stands from his desk and heads to the staircase. Soon he's face-to-face with Josh and Maven, the Argus's managing editor and publisher, who are in their mid-thirties but look hipper and more exhausted than that. Josh steeples his hands and says, We need to get every story right, no matter what. Maven frowns. Complaints hurt advertising, and we don't want to drive away subscribers. This is how we pay your salary. Josh says, We need to be responsible. And, People trust us to be the paper of record. And, It only takes the slightest appearance of bias to ruin everything. But, Roy says, I mean, these bots, they've always been terrible. But they're getting worse. I can't make them happy, whatever I do. If the job were easy, says Maven, it wouldn't be so important. We think the bots are evolving, adds Josh, 
Something about keeping them in that virtual enclosure. It's speeding up their progress. Maybe in a few years, they'll be able to write the articles by themselves. Roy's empty stomach rings so tight, he can't even speak for a moment. Then, he asks the question. Do we keep these bots because we think they reflect public opinion at large? Or do we think that people are so simple-minded, they let obvious bots tell them what to think? Yes, Maven lifts an eyebrow. We're not trying to make your life more difficult here, Josh says. But this is good practice in using language with care. Roy goes back to his desk and, sixth time, retools the story, which by now is late. Other major outlets have already progressed from factual account to think piece. Roy finds himself staring at the live feed from the farm. Certain names pop up over and over, until Roy feels like he's getting used to their personalities as well as their preoccupations. Roy even feels something like affection when he sees corrupt U.S. all yelling about an obscure conspiracy theory involving the secret quadrilateral congress. These are Roy's co-workers now. I went into journalism to help people make sense of the world, Roy says aloud to the glowing live feed display, and the bots keep chattering. At last, Roy returns to his open document, feeling weirdly calm, like he and the bots understand each other. This time he writes an article in which it's clear that something happened. There were gunshots. People died. There were toxic substances. Everyone blames everyone. Everybody has grievances. Everybody is thirsty. Obfuscation wrapped in vagueness, covered with a layer of gibberish. The farm gives Roy's tenth draft a clean bill of health. And he realizes all the lunch places have long since closed. Roy gives in to a strange compulsion and loads an interface to the farm onto his Lux pod so he can keep gazing at the feed during his train ride home. He stares at the rain of commentary while downtown shrinks away and people around him talk about craft beer and clothing. By the time Roy reaches his gorgeous new neighborhood, he's holding the farm's live feed tenderly, as if carrying home a brand new pet. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.